Welcome to Classroom Serial, the podcast, a series of five-part audio short stories for middle schoolers. This is Story 5, The Spice Cabinet. Part 1 of 5, Fold News. Paper airplanes are officially boring, Cooper complained, crumpling a piece of lined paper into a ball. He raised it over his head like a basketball and scanned the room for Miss Martinez, preparing to shoot. I've basically perfected the paper football, added Rogers. I don't even see the point in making another one. He crumpled his paper, too. I'm glad to hear that, Mr. Rogers, said Miss Martinez, appearing behind the boys. I think I've picked up about 200 of your paper airplanes in football so far this year. The teacher promptly plucked Cooper's paper ball from his hand and placed it in the recycling bin. Come on, Miss Martinez, Cooper whined. It's fun to fold paper. Plus, creativity, he added with a grin. But we've run out of cool things to make. Miss Martinez folded her arms and fought back a smile. Funny, friendly, and fair, She was one of Cooper's and Roger's favorite teachers. You boys would have loved the spice cabinet, she said, walking back to her desk. The what? Roger's called after her. Part two of five, Mrs. Rose's memory. Cooper and Rogers were dying to find out about the spice cabinet. Since Miss Martinez refused to tell them anything, they went to the person who knew just about everything about Fairview Middle School, Mrs. Rose. After school, Cooper and Rogers found Mrs. Rose at her desk in the front office. They told the beloved secretary what was on their minds. The spice cabinet, Mrs. Rose said, sounding surprised and delighted. I haven't thought about the spice cabinet in years. Mrs. Rose gazed up at the ceiling, as if looking back in time. Cooper and Rogers huddled around her. Years and years ago, Fairview Middle had a cooking class, she began. It took place in a kitchen classroom on the third floor. Students loved it. But one day, a class accidentally made a bad batch of corn muffins. Teachers and students got sick. After that, the school put an end to the cooking class. As far as I know, no one has been back to the old kitchen classroom since. Cooper and Rogers stared at Mrs. Rose, transfixed. But what was the spice cabinet? Cooper asked. The spice cabinet was in the classroom, Mrs. Rose said, and it was the most popular place in the entire school. Part three of five. The Legend of the Spice Cabinet. Way in the back of the kitchen classroom was a cabinet for spices, Mrs. Rose continued. Back before cell phones and the internet, students would write each other notes. They couldn't always find their friends during the school day, so students would put the notes in the spice cabinet. You would go to the spice cabinet between classes to drop off a note for a friend or to pick one up. Kids would fold up their notes in all sorts of creative ways. They would know who the note was for based on how it was folded. Teachers didn't know about it. Well, a few did, she added with a smile. 
So the spice cabinet is still there? Asked Rogers. I'm sure it is, said Mrs. Rose. No one has been in that old classroom for at least 20 years. I bet that cabinet is filled with handwritten notes from years ago, all folded in funny ways. Cooper and Rogers looked at each other. Before them was an adventure to rediscover a forgotten legend of Fairview Middle. Plus, they could find new ways to fold paper. The boys thanked Mrs. Rose and raced up to the third floor. Part 4 of 5, Cooper's Discovery. Cooper and Rogers walked three full laps around the third floor, searching for the forgotten classroom. Finally, Cooper noticed a door he had always assumed was a closet. He peeled off the plastic anti-bullying poster on the door. Neat black characters spelled Room 310, Home Economics. The boys cracked open the squeaky door and snuck inside. The smell of mildew and old books flooded their noses. The massive room before them was made up of many miniature kitchen stations, each complete with cabinets, a stove, and a sink. Cooper and Rogers walked slowly to the back, dragging their fingers along the dusty countertops. Once in the back, they found a cabinet marked Spices. Inside the cabinet sat hundreds of dingy plastic spice bottles. Amidst the bottles were countless folded pieces of paper. The long-lost notes were folded in ways the boys had never seen. Squares, boats, cones, twists, circles, and pentagons. Cooper unfolded a yellow pentagon and scanned the neat, bubbly handwriting. One sentence caught his eye. I can't believe Mr. Nitman is making us do two reports this week. At the bottom, the note was signed. Your best friend, Melissa Marcella Martinez. Cooper showed Rogers. Could it be? Rogers whispered. Just then, the classroom door swung open, filling the room with light. Principal Mellon stood in the doorway. Part 5 of 5 Watermelon. Principal Mellon walked through the kitchen classroom toward Rogers and Cooper. He didn't stop to inspect the dusty countertops like Rogers and Cooper had done. His eyes were fixed on the boys in the open cabinet. When he arrived, Principal Mellon reached past the boys and started examining the contents of the cabinet. He poked around and rearranged dusty bottles. Finally, he pulled out an ancient white paper boat and unfolded it. He began reading aloud. Principal Devers said, I can't bring in my Atari on the last day of school. I hate this place. Arcade later. Meet at the bike rack. From Watermelon. Um, sir, Cooper said after a minute of silence, are you Watermelon? Back in 1984, Cooper, the principal replied, I was indeed watermelon. And Melissa Marcello Martinez, is that Miss Martinez? Rogers asked, showing Mellon the yellow note. Principal Mellon smiled. You see, boys? Teachers were kids once, too. Sir, the school would love to know about the spice cabinet, said Cooper. Oh, no, 
Mellon said. Then everyone would want cooking class to return. We can't afford another corn muffin incident of 1997. When they left, Cooper placed the plastic anti-bullying poster on the door over room 310, home economics, entombing the spice cabinet once more. On the next episode of Classroom Serial, Story 6, Snow Angels. Rogers wants to score just one basket before the end of basketball season. When he learns of the opposing team's plot to protest during the final game, Rogers plans a risky scheme to keep the game alive. Thanks for listening to Classroom Serial, the podcast. Did you know that long before it's been a podcast, Classroom Serial has been a series of short stories that are also grammar activities? Within each of the story's five parts are five grammatical mistakes for students to find and edit as they read. It's a hit in middle school classrooms all over the country. Find the original grammar activities slash stories as free PDFs at classroomserial.com. Get quizzes, answer keys, teacher guides, transcripts, and listening comprehension questions for every episode of the podcast, a series of readers' theater scripts called Serial Theater, and much more with a $30 per year subscription. Subscribe at classroomserial.com slash subscription. The stories are written and narrated by me, Chris Slavin. Original music for the podcast by Dan Slavin and Andrew Aker. And now for this episode's classroom shout out. Shout out to Mrs. Gulbis's first and sixth hour sixth grade ELA classes at Farms Intermediate School in Parkland, Michigan. Mrs. Gulbis's classes have two favorite classroom serial characters. First hour loves Principal Mellon. He's wacky, loves video games, he's a little lax with the rules, and he really loves Fairview Middle School. Sixth hour loves Orn. Because he's from another country, he speaks another language, and he has crazy ideas like, well, let's just say he has crazy ideas. Look out for more classroom competitions and updates from Classroom Serial soon. Until then, thanks for listening. Adios. Adios.